0: You're listening to A Pawn Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and we appreciate you hanging out with us for another episode of A Pawn Further Review, brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. And the Raiders are home. After a 10-day trip to the East Coast, a, more, a majority, I should say, of which was spent in, uh, in Florida, the Silver and Black are back in Las Vegas, and they will take on the Indianapolis Colts this Sunday at 1.05 p.m. at beautiful Allegiant Stadium. Make sure that you come and hang out with us. And the road trip did not... Go as planned, I think is fair to say. Uh, The Silver and Black fly back to Las Vegas with, unfortunately, zero wins in the overhead compartment going 0-2 against the New Orleans Saints and the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we'll talk about that in just a sec. But we're at the point now where we are, depending on how you want to break down the schedule, we we are either at the halfway point or we are going to approach the halfway point technically the halfway point of the 2022 season will be this Sunday at halftime because we have 17 games, so it's not as pretty and precise to break down. But any way you slice it, the Raiders are more or less halfway done with 2022. Uh, we have learned a lot about this version of the Raiders. We have more to learn. And I, th- I think as we get here, or, you know, as, as we sit here, I should say, on a Thursday morning, on a chilly Thursday morning here in Las Vegas, we're at the point now... Where we're gonna learn a lot, not about maybe what's going on on the field with the Raiders, but starting this Sunday, we're gonna learn a lot about the makeup of the dudes in that locker room. Uh, and in just a sec, we're gonna talk to one of those guys from the locker room, rookie offensive lineman Thayer Mumford, who's good enough to come up and, and hang out with us. But we're at the point in the game where we are now gonna learn about the mental makeup, the, the kind of the oomph. Of your 2022 Las Vegas Raiders, we have a lot to get to. We, you know, we have we're going to talk about the Jags game. We'll look ahead to the Colts. The situation, I think, is fair to say uh, that the Indianapolis Colts have found themselves in with a new head coach, a new signal caller, a young quarterback uh, who doesn't have a ton of NFL experience, and there's a lot to get to. But before we dive into all that, we begin as we always do with our transactions, brought to you by Shift4 Payments. And a busy week here in this building since the Silver and Black have returned back from Florida. And he, this is what has occurred in terms of the roster since the last time all of us hung out. On November 7th, the Las Vegas Raiders signed cornerback Sidney Jones fourth and placed linebacker Divine Diablo on the reserve injured list. Cornerback Nikel Roby Coleman reverted to the practice squad. The very next day, on November 8th, the Las Vegas Raiders waived safety Jonathan Abram. More on that in a second, I promise you. And then yesterday, since I said we were recording this on a Thursday morning, on November 9th, The Las Vegas Raiders signed safety Isaiah Polamau to the active roster, as well as signed safety Jalen Elliott to the practice squad. So beginning with the obvious one, beginning with the big one, our first headline of this week, Jonathan Abram, no longer a member of your Las Vegas Raiders. John – now, actually, as of this recording, a member of the Green Bay Packers re- reuniting with uh, a handful of Raiders, including Rich Basacha, Dallin Levitt, Keyshawn Nixon is there as well, I believe, so they're forming a nice little Raiders East out there in in, uh, in Green Bay, but... Just to kind of get into this quickly because the other day when the news came down that the John was being waived, Q Myers from Raider Nation Radio, nine twenty A.M. here in Las Vegas and I hopped on, did an emergency pod. I encourage all of you guys to go listen to that for kind of a more of a deep dive on on everything surrounding that move and I'll just kind of give like a 30-second version, maybe a minute version of kind of what Q and I discussed. I think objectively, on paper, you look at John and and everything that he did in 22 or did not do in 2022. You look at the snap counts. The snap counts start way up here, week one, and slowly start going down and down and down. Uh, With the Raiders not electing to pick up his fifth-year option, it becomes pretty clear that Mr. Abram was not a part of the long-term plan for Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. I get that. I don't think anyone is here to, to dispute that or question that or, or to question any of that at all. I think for me, and, and Q kind of shared the same sentiment, the big thing for us is the timing of this. That's what this comes down to. It comes down to the timing. Middle of the week, halfway through the season, and you part ways with a guy who played uh, almost 50% of the snaps, defensive snaps, I should say, on Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning, if you're here on the West down in Jacksonville. And Coach McDaniels talked about this uh, on Wednesday during his press conference. And he said, look, you know, Dave Ziegler talked with Jonathan Abram, kind of explained the situation. And really what, what a lot of this came down to, he said, was doing what's best for the team, but also doing what's best for Jonathan. And I, I think that, that kind of, you know, manifests itself and shows itself because Jonathan didn't even clear waivers. I mean, at the end of the day, Jonathan Abram was and is a player that is not perfect. I don't think anyone is going to pretend that he was the you know the second coming of, of Charles Woods or anything like that. But he was a quality football player, and he did not clear waivers. As I said, a member now of the Green Bay Packers. And we look back at John's time in silver and black, 36 games played, three interceptions, a total of 255 tackles. And he was great with us. He really was. I, I think Q and I talked about this uh, during our emergency pod the other day. A guy that, that matured, I think, immensely from when he first touched down in Oakland to, uh, to where he is now, a guy who I think if you can find – uh, if the Packers defensive coordinator can find a way to kind of play to Jonathan Abrams strengths, to put him in positions to succeed and to do what he does best, a really quality football player, a guy that I think has a lot to offer uh, a lot of teams in the NFL. And unfortunately, that opportunity will not come here in Las Vegas for Jonathan, but he was great with us. He was great to work with. And is the case with a lot of the guys that, that kind of walk through these doors. Wish him nothing but the best unless he plays the silver and black. So that was kind of the big move this week in terms of the roster as Jonathan Abram gets out of here. And I think just real quickly, the, the other one, and we talked about the timing at the top of this this kind of little spiel, was the other part of this is Divine Diablo goes on the reserve injured list. So you're down a linebacker, and now you have Jonathan Abram, who certainly is not a linebacker but has the ability to be versatile, to do multiple things in Patrick Graham's defense. And so now you're down... Two defenders. You're down two guys that we're seeing seeing pretty heavy snaps. So uh, I will be very interested this upcoming Sunday to see exactly. What Patrick Graham does to kind of fill those reps, right? Because you know who who takes those uh, who takes those snaps. What bodies come up? Do they activate another guy from the practice squad? Do we see to Sidney Jones? Maybe you know do some of that stuff on the back end. Like there's a lot of questions in terms of how all that is going to play out. So like I say, something to keep an eye on as we get ready to take on the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, yeah, no shortage of intrigue there. And speaking. Of those Indianapolis Colts, and we'll get to our interview with Thayer Munford here in just a sec. But speaking of those Indianapolis Colts, what a week for them, huh? They didn't keep it boring. Quite the opposite. Frank Reich out earlier this week, Jeff Saturday in. And I don't wanna like, you know, I don't wanna to pile on the the kind of narrative, oh, he's never coached, oh, you know, he's, he's a, he was a sub-500 high school coach, blah, 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 blah. I don't put much stock into that. I really don't. We were talking about this on the way in where there's this incredible stat in, in soccer, and, uh, and it's, it's kind of generally jokingly called like the new manager bump. But when a team parts ways with their manager, statistically speaking, the results that following game, so essentially the first game with the new man in charge, are crazy good really productive, a lot of chances uh, for that team to come away with with points or you know win if we're gonna use the American vernacular. so I, I understand people kind of you know chuckling and guffawing and all that and ho oh, oh, ho oh, man, man, what are the Colts doing over there? but I don't buy into that. At the end of the day, the Colts have a legitimate top five defense. Yeah, they have some questions on the offensive side of the football. I think that is more than fair to say. I don't think they're a finished product by any stretch. But if you've seen the clips going around the past 24 hours of Jeff Saturday uh, during his press conference the other day, I mean, this is a guy who's going to have that team ready to go. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it for eight weeks. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it for nine weeks. I don't know if he's the answer long-term there in Indianapolis. I don't think anyone knows at this point. But I promise you this. When the Indianapolis Colts run out of that tunnel at Allegiant Stadium this Sunday, they are going to be ready to rock. They are going to have energy off the charts, and the Raiders are going to have to find a way to answer that. They're going to have to find a way to match that. I'm very curious to see what, what that, that looks like and feels like, and I think to the immense benefit of your Las Vegas Raiders, this game is going to be at home. I think it's always easier to play, uh, to play at home, but especially in a unique situation like this where the Colts are going to be revved up. They are going to be ready to rock. Having this game in front of Raider Nation in the friendly confines of Allegiant Stadium is going to be absolutely crucial. And look, we we talked about this a lot, especially at this point in the season. Like I said, we're about halfway home. I don't want to talk about the playoffs. I don't want to talk about what the Raiders need to do, uh, what the percentages are, who they need to start having lose, what they need to do, et cetera, et cetera. They need to win one football game. They need to come in on Sunday and they need to handle business. They need to win one football game. And then after that, they have to shift their focus to the next team and they got to lock in and win another football game week by week by week don't look at the end of december don't worry about that christmas eve game don't think about oh what what breaks do we need to have or what's going on in the division no 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 handle business sunday one step at a time and let's talk about that in a month let's see where things shake out let's see where we are in 30 days but it has to start this Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders have to feed off that energy, the energy that I know all of you are going to bring to that stadium, that we're going to feel, we're going to have the music blaring, we're going to have you know, just the energy that only Raider Nation can bring will be popping in that building. I know it will be. It, fe- it seems like forever, too, that we, have a, that we had a home game. I know it was just, what, technically three weeks ago, but it feels like forever. Regardless. It's going to be an incredibly tightly contested game. It's a game that really both these teams need. Both these teams got to have this game. We've talked a lot about the fact that the runway that the Raiders had to kind of figure it out and, oh, maybe this is going to happen. Oh, we're kind of just working through the kinks. They're adjusting to a new system, et cetera, et cetera. That margin of error is gone. The runway is no más. They've come to the end of the runway. So if the Raiders want to stay relevant. They want to keep, you know, being involved in the national conversation. They got to start winning ball games and it has to start this Sunday, 105 at Allegiant Stadium. Simply has to. And it'll be a great game, an intriguing game, and I have a feeling even though it's a, a game between two teams that are sub 500, I have a feeling a lot of national people, a lot of the pundits, a lot of the talkers, a lot of the hot takers are going to be keyed in on what's happening here in las vegas on sunday afternoon just a guess just something i think is gonna happen but speaking of things that are going to happen on sunday afternoon speaking of people that are going to be a lot more directly involved with the result of the game on sunday compared to you and i uh rookie lineman thayer mumford thayer once again very good to join us haven't haven't talked with him in a minute so it was good to catch up always fun to talk to big Thayer, a guy that has done a lot in his rookie season a guy that has gone through a lot in his rookie season a guy that has a lot thrown at him in his rookie season and it was great to catch up with him big thank you to our pr staff for getting him here up in the lab we always love when that happens so sit back relax and enjoy our conversation with thayer mumford and man, we are super excited to be hanging out with our guy Thayer Munford Jr. And, Thayer, first off, we were joking about the cold coming in. Yeah. This is nothing to you. I'm, I'm here shivering in my boots, but this is this is nothing for
1: you. Yeah, it is really nothing for me from Ohio having humidity and, you know, bipolar weather, of course. It's just it's, it's really nothing.
0: Nothing. Light work for you, but I yeah. will still complain for the next three months about <laughs> how cold I am. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all kidding aside now, you know, you look back, and it's crazy to think that we're approaching – Halfway point of the season, halfway point for you and the rest of the rookies. First time going through this, like when you think back to the past, like, I don't know, six months. Like, what do you think the biggest lesson that you you've taken away from this NFL experience has been so far?
1: See, with me, I I take it from like the older guys. I just look up to the older guys and uh, follow their lead, of course. But um, the biggest thing I took from it is, like, don't ever take anything for granted Mm -hmm. because anything can happen at any any given time, day, it doesn't really matter. You know, you got to go 100% every day. You know, even me, I got to block Max Crosby all the time too. And, you know, some days I'd be feeling like, oh, I'm really not not good. But, you know, some day and most days I'd be – Asking like the veterans, like what can I do better? You know, even though I'm just a rookie, I'm still learning the NFL. Of course, just you know, taking my time, relaxing, don't really make it more compli- complicated like than it is already. How, how much of a challenge is
0: that for not only Fayer or the rookie, but just for any player to kind of keep even- because you talk about going against Max, and there's going to be days where Max gets you, right? Max mm-hmm. is one of the elite edge defenders in the NFL. There's going to be days where you get Max, too. You know, and it goes back and forth. But how, how much of a challenge is it to just kind of stay even keel to trust that process to understand, like, hey, he's going to get me today, but I'm going to get him tomorrow, and it's going to- we're all just making each other better.
1: You know, it's kind of crazy- Um it's, it's kind of like a challenge. It's more than a challenge because you always think, like, all right, like I need to do this right. But you got to trust your own stuff, too. You can't just think about everybody else as well. You know, if you think about what other people's thinking about you when you go against Max, like, like oh, all right, like right, you're a rookie, you're going against Max, like, he's all pro bowler. But most days you got to be like, all right, I'm 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 that person. I'm going against Max, one of the greatest DNs in the NFL right now and ever in my book. Um, it's just – just gotta calm down with your own, with your own mental state.
0: I imagine though, like when you get to a game, and I think you've had such a unique kind of rookie season in the sense that you, you, you're in right that you have these certain sets that you come in for the all the jumbo stuff. Yeah. Which, we gotta get you a touchdown at some point this year. It's gotta be, it's gotta be in the works. You know, don't, you don't have to still sp- spill state secrets, <laughs> but I gotta say, I love nothing more than a big man touchdown.
1: You know what? I, I would appreciate that, but I rather have you know all the. All the skilled players make the touchdowns first, then I'll go. Smart. <laughs> then I'll go.
0: Smart man. But uh, it is funny, though, you, you think about your rookie and we are saying that, you know, you have these situations that you come in. And, there's, you know, you come in, you go out, you come back in. Like, just a, as a rookie, as a, as a guy trying to kind of find your footing still to understand what this whole big NFL world looks like, what are kind of the, some of the, the benefits of having the that kind of designated role that you come in on?
1: You know, some of the benefits is like, all right, like, yeah, I'm not really – playing as much but I still get to play just a little mm-hmm. bit so I can get the feel of the game and see how you know possibly in the next couple of years or you know can work out for me later on when I'm actually like starting or still playing you know but um just looking at that it's just, it's, it's a blessing because not many rookies really play their first year you know not even rotating either so I think it's I, I think it's a blessing blessing in disguise for me
0: you know, when you, you talked earlier about, you know, being able to lean on some of the vets, and you have Jermaine, and mm-hmm. you have Colton, and, and you have Andre, and, and, you know, to be able to, you know, typically when you come in, you're on one of those guys' sides. Yeah. And, and what is it like to to be able to have a guy like that to your left or your right who say, hey, you know, he can, you know, obviously you you know what you're doing, but mm-hmm. just in case that like, you have a guy right there who knows, like, hey, bro, this is what we're doing here, and yeah. this is how we're going to get from A to Z.
1: You know, it's, it's pretty nuts because I know uh, most teams, like, some of the veterans be like, all right, like, like for like, especially towards a rookie, like all right, man, you got to figure like figure this out. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm like, but this group of guys I'm with right now, like Alex Bars, Jermaine, Lester, John, Jackson, all all the good guys, you know, they just took me under their wing. They, like, hey man, like it's okay, calm down, just do you, be be the best best version of yourself. Because if you're not gonna be the best version of yourself to help this team, you, you you're gonna be more more likely to hurt this team. Sure. So if you're not gonna be the best version of yourself. It's like all right, we got we got to keep this we got to keep this game uh, thing going. I mean, how nice is
0: it just to hear that from from the guys who have been there, done that? You talk about Colton and all these dudes who have been in the NFL for for a minute now, and just to be like, "Yo, it's okay to like take a deep breath and and chill out and, and yeah. go for it." Like that has to feel good just for like for for you as an individual, as a person, like not even a football player.
1: You know, it's it's crazy because you know coming in as a rookie, you think like you know, on this hot seat, hot seat. Of course, be like ah like. Well, these fans are gonna think of me, of course. But, you know, I I get that sometimes from like, all right, like, what are they gonna think about about me sometimes? Because, personally, personally, for me, I I love the guys I'm around. Mm. You know, and I love uh, I love everybody on this team. But like they don't, like they are my own brother, and I don't have brothers. I'm I'm the only child. But I just look at them most of the time. I'm like, all right, if they if they doing this, I'm gonna do this for them. And that's that's how I look at it. Look at things.
0: And I think that I think it's the best way to approach it, right? Just to understand, like, hey, we're all pulling in this together. We each have our own separate jobs or separate roles, but we're all ultimately working towards that same goal. But you know, you look at at what we've seen on the field this you know, so far this year, and there's been good moments, there's been moments that that are not so good. But when you look at the offense in general, in the moments where you guys have been rocking, when Josh is going, when Mm -hmm. Derek's able to work off the play action, when Devante's eating, like what's kind of the 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 common theme in that success when you guys are really doing what you want to do with the ball?
1: Do your job. Just don't think about nothing else but do your job, because you know we got somebody that's really really talented back there. DC, Josh, Devontae, and us five up front, basically six up front, mm-hmm. got blocked Because the tight ends included as well. Because if they don't, if everybody doesn't do their job, and that one person gets the gets the play called for them, they can't make the play. But if we make if we do our job correctly and well, they can make plays and. We can most likely win games, of course.
0: That's a wild thing. It really is just that simple, right, yeah. where it's just like, hey, you know, football is such a complex game in so many ways with schemes and looks and coverages and this and that and audible in bowling at the line of scrimmage. But it really does come down to, like you were saying, just 11 dudes just each individually doing their job and moving as one.
1: 100%. It's, it's like that at all levels. Like, even in college, it's the same thing. You know, when I was at Ohio State, it was just like, all right, like you have to do – you have to do your job. If you don't do your job, the team's going to suffer. And you don't want to be that one person who doesn't do their job right.
0: Speaking of Ohio State, your boys making it back to the playoff this yes, year? Yes, they are. Oh, that was a very quick answer. There yes was no are. hesitation no there. Hesitation. There was no – I didn't even get finished the question. Like, yup, yup, we'll yep, see you
1: there. 100%. <laughs> I, got, I got confidence in my boys. I got CJ, Paris, DeWan, Luke, all all my boys. Jackson, even though I'm still praying for them. I'm praying for them, praying, praying for them all because – it's like a brotherhood for it's, – it's definitely like a brotherhood at Ohio State because I got – like this week, of course, we play the coast. We got Paris Campbell, Tyquan mm-hmm. Lewis that's coming in. And I just respect them. I love them. And, you know, sometimes we talk here and there, of course, but we still love each other at the end of the day.
0: That's got to be super cool, though, for for a guy in your position, a guy who, who went to a big-time school like Ohio State, where it, it probably almost every week there's someone – there's a Buckeye on the other sideline. I would say probably like 90% of the games, right?
1: Literally ninety yeah. percent of games, or a hundred percent of the games. You're gonna run out of jerseys, man. Trying to do these jersey swaps, you're gonna, you're not gonna have enough. See, I don't mind about that because those are my boys. I want them. I, I want to see them happy. I love to see everybody succeed as well.
0: That's what we're hoping to see see as well. We're hoping to see some success on Sundays against a really, really good Colts team, Uh, a good Colts defense in particular, a top five group, a group that can do a lot of things, very dynamic, Mm -hmm. uh, and everyone's going to have their work cut out for them. But Thayer, I appreciate you coming to hang out, man. It was a blast to kick it with you again, and uh, and we'll see you soon. All right, brother? I appreciate you for having me. And a big shout-out to our man Thayer for coming to hang out with us in the lab, and I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed having that conversation. Like I said, they're going to have a lot more to do with what happens on Sunday uh, than, than you and I, so it was very nice of him to stop by. We're back with the Raiders will win if. Not my best segue, but we got there. So we do this every week, and I haven't really been, I'll be honest, my percentage has been pretty low recently for the Raiders will win if. But this week, I'm, I'm keeping it, I don't want to say generic, I don't want to say I'm keeping it vague, but I will say this. Sunday afternoon at beautiful Allegiant Stadium, the Raiders will win if they just are who they are. If they accept and thrive at who they are and what they do best. And I I look, I know that sounds so kind of, well, of course, Eddie, how obvious of you to say, but especially the past couple weeks, it feels like the Raiders, for times, at times, I should say, get a little bit away from what they do best. Whether that's you know, we look at the, the example of the first half from last week in Jacksonville. Devontae's feasting. Devontae looks like the Hall of Fame player. Many of us think he will be. And then you get away from that. You know, you go back to the game in New Orleans where seemingly nothing is going right. Offense, defense, special teams. And it feels like the Raiders, when, when they found success this year, when they've been successful, when they've come away with those two glorious wins, they have an identity. There is a formula to their success. What is that formula? Get Josh Jacobs rolling. Get, you know, let Derek work off of that. Get the play action rolling. Give Devante his shots and have the defense make opportunistic plays and bend but don't break. It's not a sexy formula. I get that. I I mean personally, I love seeing it. I love seeing Josh go crazy. I love seeing him seeing him average six, seven yards a carry. I love seeing him wear down a defense. I love seeing this big offensive line featuring our pal Thayer Mumford leaning on a defensive line, asserting their will, marching up and down and up and down the football field, putting in touchdowns. I love that. That's who the Raiders are when they when they are finding success, when they are at their best, when they are firing on all cylinders. That's who they are. They are a run first, dominate the line of scrimmage football team, win time of possession. And when the defense comes in, when everyone's getting closer to the line of scrimmage, go give 17 his shots. Throw it up in double coverage, triple coverage, who cares? Nine times out of 10, Devontae's going to come down with that. Give him his chances. But that's been the formula. That really has. So if the Raiders this Sunday back at home in front of the rabid fan base, the fans have been waiting three weeks to see their team back here in Las Vegas. If the Raiders can commit to that, if they can own that, If they can get that rocking, I really like their chances. And as I said before we talked to Thayer, everyone's making such a big deal. Oh, the Colts this, the Colts that, or the Colts in free fall. What's Jeff Saturday going to do? Don't don't even, do not buy into that. Do not buy into that. The Colts have a very, very, very emphasis on very good defense. It is not going to be easy this Sunday at Allegiant. It's not. Offensively, yeah, some question marks, especially as it you know pertains to Sam Ellinger and who's calling plays, which in this case is Parks Frazier. A lot of questions surrounding the Colts. Not a lot of questions on defense. That defense is good. The numbers do not lie. We are now halfway through the season. This is not an aberration. The Indianapolis Colts are a legitimate defense. And for the Raiders to establish their identity to win that line of scrimmage, it is not going to be easy sledding. But if they can do it, If they can get Josh cooking, if this big offensive line can get rolling, I like the Raiders' chances. I really do. Especially with you guys at home, man. I know you guys are going to bring the energy, going to bring the heat, going to bring that passion that we've been missing the past couple weeks since we've been on the road. But it's going to be a good game, a tightly contested game, per usual. Make sure you get there early. Come hang out with us. Uh, It's going to be a blast. But we've come to the end of the road. We've done it for this week, but before we get out of here, you know I'm not going to get out of this fantastic lab, the fantastic podcast studio here at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and even though it's a prox, let's call it 9.45 a.m., you know I got to crack a bruchacho, and this week I'm going to crack a cold one for Democracy. <laughs> Oh, that sweet lady we love so much. Sweet democracy. I hope all of you uh, went out there and voted. Uh, It's been, you know, election time is just an exciting time. I I think that it's a chance for us to kind of Feel like change is coming for us to get out there, to express ourselves, to do our civic duty to go out there and have our voice heard. And it, is a, it is a right. It is an opportunity that I will never take for granted. So, yeah, on Tuesday, I know a bunch of us went out there, hit the polls bright and early. Some of us went after work. But the important thing is we went out there. We cast our vote. I don't care who you voted for. I just hope you went out there and you participated in in our democracy. You, in, you participated in, in one of the most important things that we as a country do. So this ice-cold brewski for sweet, sweet lady democracy. Uh, and before we get out of here, just my tease for the uh, the weekend. I encourage all of you guys... Fifth quarter, uh, our man Jason Fitz is back. He is not going to be here physically in the great state of Nevada. He will be joining us remotely, but all the same, it'll be great to watch and connect uh, after the game with him, break everything down, hopefully, 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 after a Raiders win. So make sure you, you know download and, and subscribe and, and make sure you're locked into the fifth quarter channel. Or if you don't want to just make it nice and easy, Go to the Raiders Podcast Network, go to that channel, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. You'll get me, you'll get Fitz, you'll get JT, you'll get Q, you get Lincoln on the morning grind. It's just easy. If you want to do that, if you're a one-stop shop kind of guy or gal, go do it there, quick and easy, and you won't miss any of the incredible audio content that is coming your way from me and the rest of the good people at Silver and Black Productions. And on that note, we are out of there. 1.05 1.05 p.m. kickoff here in, uh, here at Allegiant Stadium. Make sure you're hanging out with us, and I cannot wait. So, Freddie Pascal, our guest this week, Thayer Mumford, my man Ray behind the glass in the ones and twos, uh, and everyone else in Silver and Black Productions who helps get our little uh, who helps keep our little operation alive, I should say. We thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, friendly reminder, Eddie and Fitz on the post-game show for the fifth quarter, and we will see you guys next week, same time, same place, for our usual episode of Upon Further Review. <laughs>